Welcome to Freedom to Choose from Just As I Am Ministries, a nonprofit providing hope to those caught in the devastation of addiction or who are searching for a better way to live. In this series, The Life, you'll study the life of Jesus. Who is he? What is he really like? Does he care about me? Rich and Susan Collenberg are a husband and wife team who found freedom over two decades ago from their lives of drug addiction and alcoholism. They found biblical answers and now share their experience of freedom on Freedom to Choose. Hello, everyone. My name is Rich Collenberg. And my name is Susan Collenberg. And we would like to welcome you once again to Freedom to Choose. And we are on program number 70 in the series The Life. And the title of this program is In His Name. That's program number 70 in the series The Life. And you can catch... All of these programs, again, if you go to our website, www.justasiamministries.com, and all these episodes for the last 10, 11 years uh, that we've been on the air are on that website. And uh, you just go there. That's www.justasiamministries.com. And once again, this is program number 70 in his name. And Susan, would you open with a word of prayer, please? Yes. Heavenly Father, we are grateful that we have the opportunity to come and to uh, discuss your character and to um, be able to um, give examples of of your love and how you care for humanity and all of the universe. And it's uh, through your um, through your name that describes who you are. And uh, we just pray now that you would. Send the Spirit to guide and direct our thoughts that we may be more focused on who you are as a person. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So let's get right into it. We're, we're, we're uh, going to be right around John chapter 16 when Jesus says, Hitherto ye have asked nothing in my name. He explained the secret of their success would be asking for strength and grace in his name. Every sincere prayer is heard in heaven. It might not be fluently expressed, but if the heart is in it, it will be heard. Right. So what does it mean in his name? It means his character. So what is, yeah. Well, it, so it means if we have that heart and we are um, desiring something according to his character and his ways, then God will answer that. And it may not be in the way that we expect it. But he does answer those things um, according to his character and his design laws and the way that he operates. I had somebody, uh, I was speaking to somebody today, and they were saying, well, um, just hoping that uh, God will answer the prayer for this person. And I said, well, you don't know because maybe God has already answered it, but just in a different way than you expected mm-hmm. it yeah. for him to, it, to answer. That's a really good point. And um, back to the name, too, because when he said in my name, it doesn't just mean that we blurt out in the name of Jesus, which a lot of us, you know, we all, it, it's customary to end the prayer in the name of Jesus. But like you said, it, name has to do with a, a character and, a, and a, a reputation. Have you ever heard the, the phrase, you know, don't destroy my good name? Right, um, right. It's, it's the character, if you ask according to God's will. In other words, is it something, is it something that, 
God is in, in alignment with, you know? Exactly. And uh, and so I— We um, were going to talk about how about grafting today. Well, yeah, yeah. So Jesus did say, he said, I am the, I am the vine, and in, in, instead of choosing a palm tree or a cedar, he, um, he chose a vine with its clinging tendrils to represent himself, which is interesting— the palm tree, the cedar, the oak stand alone, but they require and they require no support. But the vine, the vine, entwines around the trellis and it climbs heavenward. So Jesus, in his humanity, was still dependent on divine power. That's just fascinating, being dependent on the divine power. And he says, "I can do of myself. I can do nothing." He declared in John. 5:30. So, what have we got going on right now that you were talking about um, being connected to the vine? Well, uh, I mean, we in our little about, in our little right, world, we talked about several things, but the one thing was um, we have uh, persimmon trees, right? And so, a lot of times, if you a lot of people and from you know we're based in California, so there's two different types of persimmons. You have fuyus, which are hard. And they can be eaten hard or soft. And then you have the hychias, which if you try to eat it when it's hard, you will never, ever try one again. You won't get that taste out of your mouth. Right. It's astringent. And so you have to wait until it's completely um, ripe and soft to a jelly-like consistency before you're capable of eating it. And so this year, for the very first time in our lives, we tried the, we waited and we ripened some. And I tell you what, it is one of the best fruits ever. But so we have these trees and because of the weight of the fruit and um, the the branches are basically laying on the ground and yet the fruit is still um, alive and viable and and it's still connected to the tree, even though it looks like they should be broken. Okay, so... What happens when you pick the fruit? It ripens really quick, right? Right. But if it stays on the vine, now yes. we've noticed that some of those branches bowed down and snapped. Right. But they were still connected. Correct. And so the fruit stayed alive, didn't spoil. Right. And we were, I, I, you know, so, and we were thinking about the parallel with that with Jesus. If we, sometimes we're, even though he's got us, it feels like we are barely connected to right. that vine. Our connection is completely broken. Yeah, completely broken. And I, I think that's the way he is with humanity, even though it seems like a a, a broken connection God is, he'll take any connection. Right. He'll, and we are all connected to Christ in some way, shape, or form, and that's what keeps us alive. But I was thinking also, you know, because I, I re, it's funny because a couple weeks ago we went and we picked a bunch of those persimmons and we put them in a little wheelbarrow cart thing, and they, the same persimmons that were not connected to the vine that were in the in the cart have all ripened and almost gotten some of them have gotten rotten while this the persimmons we left on the tree on the vine are still um even though they're ripe they're they're still good right they haven't it, they haven't decayed right. so when you're disconnected from the vine it's like the process of decay uh, decaying start. is rapidly going but right now it just seems like they're just you know the process is very slow yeah and so and, and that caused me to think also of our Mandarin. Our Satsuma mandarins, who it, we got a beautiful mandarin tree, but it's grafted into an orange tree because the orange tree root system they have found 
is an ideal root system for this type of tree. And so the, the, the mandarins flourish way better when they're grafted in to a more stable, better. And, that, and that's the way humanity is. When we're grafted into that vine. Th- right. So the thing is, is we're all grafted into something. Yep. Yep. So depending upon what vine we've decided to intertwine our life with, that's going to come out in the fruit that we produce in mm-hmm. our lives. Yeah. Yeah, and you can look at nature and how nature works all the way down to the fact that a, uh, if you want a seed to grow, it has to die first. Mm-hmm. And if we want to grow, we have to die to self. I mean, it's just, it's how nature works. We can't change it. Right. You know, and if you pull something off of the vine, it dies. And right. this is the beautiful parallel that Jesus is making. He's grafted into the Father. We need to be grafted into him for life. Right. And he said that he is the true vine and the Father is the husbandman. On the hills of Palestine, God had planted this good vine. He had planted Jesus, and he gave, and he himself was the husbandman. Many were attracted to the beauty of this vine and believed it came from heaven, but to the leaders in Israel appeared as a root from a dry ground. They yep. saw nothing of worth in the life of Jesus. In the life of Jesus. They took the plant. They bruised it. They trampled it. And, you know, They thought that um, the best thing to do would be to destroy it forever. The husbandman himself, God, the father, never lost sight of his plant, though. After the men had thought they had killed it, he took it and replanted it on the other side of the wall. And the vine now, even though it was no longer visible to them, it could climb over the wall. Right. So Jesus is now hidden from the assaults of men, but the branches of the vine hang over the wall. So he can still, so we can still be united to the vine. Jesus said, I am the vine and you are the branches. The connection of the branch with the vine, he said, represents the relation you are to sustain to me. It's just a beautiful picture. Um, And so, you know, the life of the vine becomes the life of the branch. So the soul, dead in trespasses and sins, receives life through the connection with Christ. By faith in him as a personal Savior, the union is formed. The sinner unites his weakness to Christ's strength, his emptiness to Christ's fullness, his frailty to Christ's enduring might. Then he has the mind of Christ. Right. The humanity of Christ has touched our humanity, and our humanity has touched divinity. The union with Christ, once it was formed, must be maintained. Christ said, Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abides in the vine, nor can you, except you abide in me. Okay, and what he's talking about here, and I like what you said about it's got to be maintained. You know, second law of thermodynamics, if we don't put energy into a system, it will decay. You want to build muscle, you have to lift weights. What happens when you stop lifting weights? How do you lose muscle tissue? By doing nothing. By doing nothing. And we've always said, how do you grow weeds? By doing nothing, by letting your garden go. How do you grow bad character traits and separate yourself from the vine? Do nothing. So it has to be maintained. So it's not an off and on connection. The branch becomes a part of the living vine, the communication of life, strength, and fruitfulness from the root to the branches is unobstructed and constant. Separate from the vine, the branch can't live. No more, says Jesus, 
Can you live apart from me? The life you have received from me can preserve, be preserved only by continual closeness. And in other words, that's tr- loosely translating that what he means by abide in me and I in you. Right, and abiding in Christ means a constant receiving of his spirit, a life of un- unreserved surrender to his service. The channel of communication must be open continually between man and God. It's a beautiful word picture. You know, as you visualize as the vine as the vine branch constantly draws the sap from the living vine, so are we to cling to Jesus and receive from him by faith the strength and perfection of his own character. And that's once again the other metaphor of when he says, unless you drink my blood and eat my flesh. That metaphor is the same thing. And in other words, unless we assimilate Christ into our lives, there will be no life. Mm-hmm. It just it is what it is. He's the source of life, right? And so, and and I think too is that there has to be that you know that participation from each individual. You can't rely on someone else's spirituality to get you to have your own spirituality. You know, I can't claim my my. Uh, my fitness or whatever, my deserved place in heaven because Rich is a spiritual person, I have to be that one that builds that connection with God. You know, I can't rely upon my church. I can't rely upon um, my pastor. I can't rely upon a study group. I I have to rely on the source, on the root where the nourishment is given. And that can't is not given through a an institution or another person. It can only be provided for through and by Christ. You know, and I, I, I like what you're saying because the, the reason is, is love can't be commanded. Right. And so God, you know, we're placed here right now to, I mean, there's heavenly beings that lost one third of their friends and their neighbors. The, the devil drew them out of heaven. That's not going to happen again. So we're placed on this planet right now to, um, Either say yes to God or no. Say yes to his ways or no to his ways. And he's given us that freedom to do. And if we want to be grafted into that source of life, we're saying yes. If, we're, if we don't want to be grafted in, that's fine. He'll let us go. And, and I think that that, too, is the beautiful message is that it's, there, it, you, know, you don't have to go through this um, parade or this— Pilgrimage. Uh, right, in order to— have that connection with Jesus is it's something that each individual has the privilege and the right to um, to uh, you know participate in mm-hmm. right so it's not um, it's something that can be done within your own self and with God it's not mm-hmm. something that has that you need to rely on anybody else exactly exactly because the the root sends its nourishment through the branch to to the outermost twig, right, right? Right. And so Jesus communicates the current of spiritual the current of spiritual strength to every believer. So as long as the soul is united to Christ, there's no danger that it will wither or decay. Yeah, it's such a beautiful picture. It's a measure of faith that God gives each one of us, and regardless of the strength of that measure of faith, the you know the root is where the power comes from, mm-hmm. and so the the branch on the very end can be weak, but yet you're yeah, connected, still connected to the strength. Yeah, right. Still we don't connected. Ha- right. We don't have the strength. The strength is coming from 
from Christ, not mm-hmm. from our own power mm-hmm. or our yeah. own existence. Yeah, and, and and that's why, you know, a human being can run along on his own power, but is it going to be the right power? In, in other words, um, can we act like Jesus acted in pressure situations? Because that's when character is revealed. Mm-hmm. You know, when things are going fine, I'm really nice to everyone. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I got a halo on my head when everything's going my way, right? But when things, when the pressure arises, that's when it, that's when it proves whether or not we're grafted in and we really believe in the principle of love. Right. And we, and it's a part of our being because we are grafted in. And and it and I think that that power and strength has to come from someone other than yeah. ourselves because of our own human nature we're like incapable of producing oh, that. Oh, I've proven that. Right. You know, when I got clean and sober back in 96 uh, I can remember this, you know, how you get those impressions. And I got that impression that, hey, Rich, 41 years, your way has not worked. This is what your best thinking got you. Mm-hmm. Was was 25 years of and drug addiction. Everything that you've it, done. It was yeah, wrong. Well, yeah. And everything that you did of your own power has shown that, um, you know, you're not capable of right. running your own life or sustaining your own life. God says, I'm the source of all that's good. Yeah. And so it doesn't have to be drug addiction. It could be it, it could be a pride thing. It could be a shopping thing. It could be a jealousy thing. It could be uh, it, all these things that trip, trip us up, you know, as far as character, I don't want to say character defects, but, short, uh, you know, where we fall short. It could be a complacency thing. How be, many of us, how many of us as Christians have become complacent in our faith and our ability to witness or our ability to communicate with God on a daily I basis? I think I have that disease. We, I think we can all go through yeah, that, you know? It's, it's easy to, 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 to be that way when our needs are met, see? Absolutely. And so then... You, you, that's you, the danger. That's the big danger. And so... Once again, he that abideth in me, says Jesus, and I in him, the same bring forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. We live by faith in the Son of God. The fruits of the Spirit will be seen in our lives when we do that. Right. And so uh, Jesus says, the Father is his husbandman, and every branch in me that bears not fruit will be taken away. There can be an apparent connection with Jesus without a real union with him by faith, a profession of religion only, but it is the character and conduct that show whether people are in connection with Jesus. If they bear no fruit, then they are dead branches. The separation from Jesus involves a ruin as complete as that represented by the dead branch. And, you know, that's good news and scary news at the same time. Right. You know? Um, and you look around at the way nature works, and the way nature works is, is you know, that's, that's God in visible form in regards to how it works, how the principles work, mm-hmm. you know, all the way down to, what you know, it's, a seed must die before it can um, sprout life, you mm-hmm. know, and that's, you know, Paul says that we need to reckon ourselves dead, and then, and then we resurrect to newness of life. In this life, mm-hmm. and we need to be once again grafted in. And you see, you snap a branch off; those leaves the next day are they're gone. Everything's there's no source of life there. If a man abide not in me, said Christ, he is cast forth, cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. And the mm-hmm. the difficult thing is that even a branch that bears fruit needs to be pruned. 
And so Jesus talks about pruning, ah, right? I and, don't like the pruning. But the pruning is what helps to bring more fruit. And so it wasn't until we had our great friend come out and, and prune our fruit trees that now the production this past year was amazing, but it was because it the um, it needed to be cared for in the right way. And just the same with humans, our characters need to be pruned and kept in check. Yeah. Right? And you know, and it's, especially if you don't know how to prune, it's really hard to go in there and whack a nice big branch off of you know, you, uh, what is it, you, the twenty eighty rule or whatever, you leave 80%, you take 20 I don't know what he does, but he's fabulous. Right. But he, but he, and, and sometimes his, you go, oh, no, that's an awful lot of, I know when he came and just really kind of, it seemed to me, butchered the figs, but they were absolutely incredible this year. Yeah. And they look healthier. And so are we willing to be, you know, pruned by the master gardener with our character traits, things that don't serve him in the way that they're supposed to be? Yeah, um, and and that's that's one of the, that's one of the things. Um, th- what was the saying? When when bad things are happening, it's not happening to you; it's happening for you. Right. You know what? W- it's going to make you stronger. Right. And it's really hard when you're when you're in the middle of it, saying, "Well, I really don't care about whether you say it's happening for me or to me. It really mm-hmm. hurts." Mm-hmm. So you, we have to be careful when we say that. But if that frame of mind of these things that happen on this planet make us stronger. And, uh, you know, once again, when you think about design law, what happens when you grow a tomato plant in a hothouse and then all, and, and it grows three feet tall and you don't have it staked up because there's no wind, and then you take it out of the hothouse and you put it out into the weather for one or two days and the wind blows, what happens to that plant? It's going to get snapped. It's going gonna, it's gonna to blow over. It's going to snap. It can't handle it. Right. Right? And so God... God does these things and allows us to go through these trials to make us stronger so that so that uh, we are strong against the devil. But I like the I like the thing that you told me that we've talked about. I think I'm not sure that we discussed it on the program or not, but about the end of the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm always thinking about that, right? Yeah, yeah, no, things aren't going good. We know they always work out in the end. So if they're not going good, must not be the end. Exactly. Yeah. And we do know that everything does work out. It does work out in the end. The question is, is are we looking at that end as that ends for us? Right. You know, is that the real deal? In my father's house are many mansions. I, if it were not so, I, w- I would have said so. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye shall be also. That's what Jesus says in John chapter 14. And it's it it's so beautiful if we can keep our eyes focused on right. that. And so do we all recognize and believe and trust that at, that is the end of our story? Or are we looking at this earth Yeah, and, and going day to day by the events of what's happening to us day by day and judging our, um, our happiness and our um, eternity just on the things that we can see? Or do we trust in the message that God gave to us? Yeah. Yep. Are we grafted into eternity? Right. Or are we grafted into the things of this world? Right. And, you know, and, and I get it. So we're placed on this world. We've got dopamine in our brain, and, and we have, and that's our reward system. And so when good things happen, we get a reward, and we go and we work a hard day's work, and we hold our head high. It's a good reward. Or we, you know, all these things that, that the chemicals do in our brain because 
because of the world we live in and the things we see and the things that give us uh, motivation and reward and all that, we are physical beings. Right. And so we live in this physical world and we exist this and we get rewards um, in such a way. But can we be grafted into eternity and realize the difference? Right. Can we set, you know, can we be like that seed and die to self and then be resurrected into newness and life. Right. Can we be like Abraham who looked for that far land? Mm-hmm. Do you know that, what I mean? That can, new country. Can we be like Jesus and yeah. see the you know, see the end? See the end. Yes. We're gonna have to wrap it up again, folks. Uh thank you for joining us. You can uh, go to www.justasiamministries.com and get all of these programs. Once again, this was program number 70 in the series The Life. And remember, folks, there's only two ways to live your life. One is like nothing is a miracle. The other is like everything is a miracle. And you have the freedom to choose. Do I love my neighbor? for listening to Freedom to Choose. There is truly hope for people whose lives seem to be overrun with problems, unhealthy relationships, or even imprisoned by some form of addiction. Rich and Susan Kallenberg are living testimonials that biblical principles do work. They've authored resources available to move those you love toward freedom. If you'd like to order the Addiction Recovery Workbook, Seven Steps to Freedom, or the book, Could it be this simple, the way out of your prison? Please call Rich and Susan at 916-645-1297 or go to justasiamministries.com. As a nonprofit, they are supported by people like you. 916-645-1297 or justasiamministries.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you.